0: happy friday it's coach lois here i'm the host of healthy and wealthy and wise here on facebook live if you're tuning in live welcome um and also on youtube live and of course if you're hearing this on the replay um you are probably being able to oh no it happened again oh shoot Streamyard lost access to my Facebook account. Uh, so um, hopefully you guys are still tuning in on YouTube Live. <laughs> this has happened to me. Um, it must mean that my message is really, really powerful today. So just letting you guys know. If if hopefully you guys are finding us on um, inside the Facebook group and Jill, just so you know, um, the the YouTube Live is working. Uh, if anybody's inside of the Facebook group, I'm going to go in in a little bit and make sure they have the, the YouTube live link. But the YouTube live link was already shared. And so I'm just going to close out of these things. Here. So sorry, guys. Technical difficulties here as we get started. But I just want to say thank you um, for making time and space. We, we have an extra special message today. And if you're tuning in live um, on YouTube, please comment below um, where you're tuning in from. We love to know and acknowledge our audience um, with where you guys may be tuned. in. And then also, if you're on the replay later, um, go ahead and comment hashtag replay. So really quickly, I'm going to dive right in, um, in spite of the technical difficulties. Um, Most of you may know me, um, and and you may not. um, But I actually live here in Southern California. I've been almost 200 episodes into my podcast. And when I named this show Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, it did have a lot of meaning for me. But at the time, I actually didn't know the total depth of it yet. But today, I'm going to share with you some of that. And two years ago, when I was just getting ready to launch this podcast, we were going through a pandemic. I want to give you context here. Um, I was uh, 30 pounds overweight. Um, my uh, one of my friends had just committed suicide. My brother died. We were in a pandemic, and my mom went in a hospice, you know, and died another month later. And I was I was a I was a bit of a wreck. To be honest with you, I was drinking too much working too much. I had been in that path probably by then, by about five years. And it was kind of interesting. And when I named my podcast, Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, it was like, that's what I want for me. That's what I want for my community. That's the kind of people that I wanna bring together, like-minded go-givers who are here to help support one another to live their best life. And um, being being able to help salespeople and entrepreneurs do that, I wanted to embody that. But then fast forward, you know, through that year of 2020, a lot of people are telling me to read these books, you know, go inward, meditate more to try to go through grief. I hired a grief counselor. I hired a a psychotherapist. I did all of the things. Right. But most of that was for this right here. You know, my 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 brain between the ears. And I realized that the mind can be a scary place. Okay, and I didn't like what it was telling me, right? I read the book Untethered Soul Surrender Experiment, and they were all like, "Be a third party observer, right? Be a witness." And so when I when I thought about you know wisdom, um, innate wisdom, which is why that's the last part of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, right? I was like, I'm not feeling very wise right now because I'm beating myself a lot. I'm having a lot of negative thoughts, and even though I was making a lot of money in my business, multiple five figures, I still felt dead inside. So a year ago, um, since a year ago, when I started working with plant medicine, also known as psychedelics, which I know can be a controversial topic, so I wanna address that right away too, um, I finally found something that didn't make me wanna drink more, (laughs) that didn't make me wanna work more, that actually turned off this, this brain and was giving me a different kind of communication of going inward, and a different kind of wisdom. So, since talk therapy wasn't working, grief counseling wasn't working, meditation wasn't working, trying to be alone with my thoughts wasn't working, I was grateful to know that psychedelics, also known as plant medicine, had this wisdom that could help me manifest and what happened since last year almost exactly a year ago was my first experience with that um i was able to lose 15 pounds um my marriage at the time was really really rocky now it's so much more amazing i'm more present with my children i'm more present with my clients i actually feel authentic abundant joy again and at the same time i will tell you you know Psychedelics wasn't enough for me either. I needed more. So about six months ago, I met this amazing woman, Jill, and I said, I've heard about this thing called somatic therapy. You know, I was really having a hard time with my head brain (laughs) and I wanted to get into my heart. Um, Psychedelics have helped me quite a bit with that, but I still felt like something was missing and so I turned to Jill, I read her website and I was like, oh my gosh. In fact, I'll put a little disclaimer out there. If you want to check out her website, Jillventmeter.com, go do that. And I was like, this is exactly what I need, because on her website, it just talked about going inward, you know, and into the soul and and into the body and really loving yourself and finding your divinity within. And I'm just like, whoa now that's the kind of kind of wisdom that i think i need and so jill i i know i didn't do it justice because there's so much you're going to share with us now but you know tell us as a psychedelic somatic therapist and i know you're going to explain more what that is how did you get to where you are today and and just share with us your story
1: well thank you lois for inviting me and i want to say hi to everybody who's here or watching later um I, um, well, you know, we all have stuff, I mean, we're human beings, so we all have traumas or wounds or hurts that get stored in the body if they're not fully experienced and grieved and, you know, released. And so I was on my own journey, starting when I was really young, I became a seeker, trying to figure out, how do I heal? The places in me that are still feeling broken and still feeling overreactive to certain things or triggered really easily. And so I've tried just about everything. I mean I've tried every kind of therapy practically. I've I've been a yoga teacher, I'm an acupuncturist, I've you know I've I've done anything and everything that I could to kind of again find my own healing, my own wholeness. And nothing was really like, touching these certain places, even though I had done tons of different kinds of talk therapy and art therapy and, you know, yoga and all these things, there was still this place in me that when somebody would say a certain thing or look at me a certain way, I would have this triggered reaction and response. And I started feeling like there was something really wrong with me. Like, I've done all these different things. Why are these certain behaviors that are really deep in core, a lot of them having to do with my family of origin and how I react with them. Why can't I get to this place? And so um, I found that working through the body and this particular work I do, which is psychedelic somatic therapy, using plant medicine to help you know, zero in on the nervous system and the body and to get us out of our minds so that we can really hear what's going on in our body, that this, for me, has been the most powerful healing and is the first thing that's really tapped into these places that I've been longing to heal. And as I do this more and more personally and do it more and more with other people, what I'm noticing is that my relationships are changing that the way i react, how i get triggered is changing and i'm seeing that with other people that i'm working
0: with as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and you've been you you're so experienced with i mean you've been also doing acupuncture for like 25 almost, 30 years. Almost 30
1: years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you understand getting to the root cause what i say and 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 why is it that you know like i was doing subconscious mind coaching, i was doing meditation I was doing talk therapy. I was doing grief counseling and all of the things, but I still still felt so dead inside because I, I couldn't really get this to, to shut down, right? And that's what, what drew me to you, but in your experience, in your background with acupuncture and all of the things, what makes this so unique?
1: Thank you for asking that. Um, I love to share about this work, and it's not to say that acupuncture and yoga and plant medicine by itself isn't helpful and effective. But our mind, if it's still on board, our mind, and this is our culture, tells us, listen to your mind, pay attention to your mind, your mind can figure everything out. So, we put all of our stake and focus on figuring things out. But there's Mm -hmm. so much more going on in the body than the mind could ever figure out. So, when we're trying to understand what's going on with us at these deep, levels that are, you know, in the muscles, in the cells, um, the mind's just not going to be able to understand. And so we're not going to really be able to go into those places with the mind on board. And the other thing that's really different about this particular work, Psychedelic Somatic Therapy, is that we're working with the nervous system and we're working with the fight or flight response, which is when we're angry and we are ang- we have anxiety and we're fearful and we want to run or we want to hide. So that's where therapy usually works in that realm of the nervous system. And that's great. It helps us through a lot of things. But the problem is, is that there's another part of the nervous system, which is our parasympathetic nervous system, and that's where our system gets so overwhelmed by whatever past trauma is still going on in the body, that our system just goes, I can't do anything. I can't run, I can't hide, I can't fight, I'm, I, and we check out. So we go into dissociation. Hmm. And it's that area where trauma lives, is in the dissociation. But most therapies don't go and work with people at, in that place, and this therapy does.
0: Oh my gosh! Can I just speak to that for a second? Yes. And again, I, I want to acknowledge neither one of us are doctors, right, Jill? No. We're we are we're not here like endorsing. And some someone did ask me when I was talking about psychedelic somatic therapy. They're like, oh my gosh. I don't do drugs and I'm like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not the 60s, okay? I, I just wanna say that with love and grace. Um, we're, we're talking about something completely different uh, because I will tell you when I tried to talk it out, I actually wanted, I felt like I was re-triggering the trauma every time, right? I would feel even more depressed and even journaling about you know my childhood and those exercises didn't work for me. And I, I then I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and that was really telling. And I, I don't know if you can speak more to, I know you talked about central nervous system, but why does trauma stay stuck inside of us so deeply?
1: That's such a great question. So what happens is, um, let's just use a really simple example. And let me also just say that when we're talking about this work and using psychedelics, in this work, we are utilizing cannabis, and ketamine and very small amounts because we are dialoguing the whole time as the person is noticing what the sensations that they're feeling in their body. So Mm -hmm. we're not talking about giving somebody a massive dose of something like psilocybin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where I live in California, these are legal substances. One needs a prescription, the ketamine, and then the other, you know, is illegal to go buy in a dispensary. So Mm -hmm. We're not talking about. Uh, this is a very pointed, specific therapy. Again, with dialogue, so it's different than maybe what people think when they think of somebody going and doing psychedelics and you know taking huge amounts. Um, so let's use a car accident as an example. So let's say you were in a car accident 15 years ago, and it it wasn't you know it, let's say it was not that bad. You weren't that injured. You know you 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 were sore and everything. But coming up into the moment of the accident, there's suddenly this panic, the nervous system comes online, and then there's the trauma response. So after that accident, the mind will say, you're fine, you're fine, everything's okay, it's over, it's done, that's it. But there might still be the anxiety, the fear, everything that happened in the nervous system at the time of the accident is still in the body. So the mind wants to kind of protect us at any cost. So it's going to go, no, you're fine. You're okay. Don't ever think about that again. Don't feel that. Don't think about it. It's over because it's trying to protect you. But in the body, this accident is still living in you possibly in a trauma state. So when we go into this work and we go off the mind and we start to really let the body you know, show so you're feeling uh, what's coming up. Oh, I'm feeling a sharp pain in my hip. Oh, I'm feeling... Tingling in my throat. We just keep following that. And then, if it's there, the trauma that was still happening at the time of that accident is finally able to come up, be experienced and felt so that it can finally be healed. Wow. And if it's still in there, if that car accident and all the anxiety and fear that came up during that moment, if that's still living in you, then that is informing decisions that you're making in your life today. So, certain things will trigger that, and then you'll make a response about something that's happening right now based on this fear and anxiety from a car accident that happened you know, 10 or 15 years ago without you even knowing, so it's all unconscious. So, yeah. we want to make all of this conscious so that you start to make conscious decisions and choices in your life instead of being run by something that happened to you 15 years ago.
0: Amen to that. And that's, that's, that goes back to my passion for healthy and wealthy and wise. And I, I want to speak to something that uh, you've helped me remember, like not, not being in my body and, you know, in, in sales coaching and in, you know, mostly business, business, any business, a lot of people think, you know, personal development, self-help books, which for me led to inspiration constipation at times. Cause again, <laughs> I was relying on this, right. Um, but I read years ago, 13, 14, 15, 16 years ago, uh, for the first time, uh, that we have three brains in our body. We have our head brain. Um, we have our heart brain, which I've I've been studying that it's got 70% of the same matter or material as this brain, right? And then we have the brain in our gut or stomach, you know? And, and, and really, I have found since working with both plant medicine and then bringing you in to really integrate more and go deeper deeper and in some ways it's it's actually been like talk therapy right but it's very specific to oh lois your heart is is on fire right now i remember one point there it felt like there was a dagger in my heart and like that was that was probably trauma right that we were unearthing and and bringing forth and then even our gut brain is also known as our intuition and i i was so not listening to my intuition for all this, you know, even with the different therapies and things that I was doing, I was always looking outside myself for the answers because at some point in time, I started not trusting myself. I started, I started believing the lie that I had to get everyone's approval. I had to be perfect again, trauma. I had to be the good girl (laughs) again, trauma. And so I shut everything down I wasn't a quadriplegic physically, but I was like my own version of a spiritual quadriplegic with only relying on this and then looking everywhere else but within my heart and then trusting that innate wisdom within the intuition. So I, I just wanted to share that with you guys so that like you get what she's talking about even at a deeper level and i have uh, had congestive heart failure in my family and now when we do our sessions like my heart's fine like for the moment anyway <laughs> but i feel lighter i feel more authentic joy so i don't know if if you can speak to you know why that kind of those notices that i've been having you know and i'm trusting myself a lot more. Even this month, I'm like a different person. So I'm I'm going to take a break and let you talk a little bit more about that.
1: Well, this is the part that I'm really passionate about. I mean, this is why I do this work, because going into the body and feeling what's been in there, maybe for, you know, 40 years, you know, sadness, um, fear, anger, feelings that our culture doesn't teach us how to deal with, that are Mm. bad feelings, Mm -hmm. um, when we push those feelings down because they're too overwhelming or scary to feel, again, all of that is living in us. So it's not that it goes away. It's there, but it's unconsciously informing, again, how we're living our lives, choices that we're making. So for me, the passion in all of this is that When somebody goes into a session and they start to really let themselves feel what's been living in their body, and they let themselves feel the fear, they let themselves Mm -hmm. feel the anger, then what happens is it's come up, they're experiencing it, they're feeling it, and by doing that, that energy can transmute, shift, and heal, and release. And so the exciting part in all of this is that when we have all this unconscious material, sho- material shoved down inside of us, we're disconnected from ourselves. This is the dissociation because we're not really being honest and letting ourselves feel what's really mm-hmm. happening inside. So, people mm-hmm. nowadays keep talking, I want to be authentic, I want to speak my truth, I want my real voice. So, in order to do that, we have to come into a deeper more intimate relationship with ourselves. And the only way we can really do that is to actually really start to acknowledge how we're feeling in that moment or what is happening with us instead of, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. It's like, I'm not happy right now. I'm really sad. And maybe I just need to sit and feel this. Mm -hmm. And if we really were to let ourselves do that, then again, it's Mm -hmm. like we have the emotion, which might be really appropriate for that moment, But it doesn't live in us. It doesn't get stuck. So in acupuncture, they say, every emotion is appropriate to feel at times. But it's what we do with it when it's there that can be healthy or can be unhealthy. So by not feeling things and experiencing them, shoving them down, we're starting to lose more and more real true connection with who we are. So watching people heal and come into this deeper awareness of who they are and what they want, what they like, and, you know, what they want to be doing. That is the healing. And that's how we come into being a whole person, which, you know, I want to be whole. I want to be healed. And so that's so exciting. And it's so fun to work with you because you have such a willingness to go to these places. And it's a safe, it's a safe, um, you know, place in the therapy for someone to really do that because they're not doing it alone. And I'm always reminding people, if something comes up from the past and you start to feel shame or anger and it's overwhelming, first of all, you've already lived through the experience and survived it. This is something from your past. And you're not doing it alone because I'm there with them going through it. So anyway, I can go on and on because I'm so passionate (laughs) about watching people find themselves like you have.
0: Yeah, well, before I forget, I do want to let you guys know this is going to be a longer episode today than normal. And this is uh, around the time that you guys want to ask questions, if you have questions. Um, So, so Kat um, from Temecula, love you. Didier Kofi, I love you too. And we got a a deal from (laughs) Pakistan. Um, And uh, another, another friend, Kat, this is is a theme today um, from Phoenix. Thank you so much uh, for being here. If you guys have questions, please, please comment below with those. And then, of course, um, I'll, I'll field them as we, as I can. And then please share this message um, when you're on YouTube. I, I can't remember if you can share YouTube live in the moment. Um, you can always share it later. Unfortunately, um, Facebook kicked us out today. Oh, well, but um, that's all right. We're still here. So just want to acknowledge you um, here for being here today. And, and please do to share. And thank you. Thank you, James. Thanks for being here, Hello, darling. <laughs> uh, well, and I uh, want to I want to mention something. Um, in fact, I'm going to be doing, uh, if not one, two TED talks on this topic because one of the things that you empowered me to do was to forgive myself for those negative thoughts, forgive myself, and also be with myself and love myself, find compassion for myself, kindness for myself in those, you know, dark night of the soul moments, maybe in the middle of the night when I was beating myself up for drinking too much, or I was beating myself up for being a bad wife. And I was having these thoughts and I, instead of trying to shove them away, I learned how to have a different relationship with them and change my relationship with my suffering, change my relationship with my grief change my relationship with trauma. Because before I was like running, 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 running. You know, what could I do to run from them? And now it's like, I'm like, okay, game on. You know, I can be with. And so when we do our in-person sessions, uh, that's that's huge. But it's the in-between stuff where I might might be like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out right now. I'm, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that. And then you... Give me permission to feel them and and acknowledge them. And I don't think we get that very often in life, you know? And so I don't know if you have anything else to to add specific to grief or when someone's suffering with those dark night of the soul thoughts. How do you show kindness to yourself or love in in the moment?
1: That's a great question because we all have experienced that. And So this is kind of where we start to look at what's going on with the mind and what's going on with the body. So let's say with you, obviously, you know, you were talking about COVID and all the different things that were going on, and your mom and your brother, and you lost a friend. And so what's Mm -hmm. really was going on for you, we'll just guesstimate, that was like a lot of pain, a lot of deep grief, Mm -hmm. maybe some fear. Like that was your truth. And then what happens is the mind starts to do this overlay. You're a terrible person, or you shouldn't be feeling this way, or you need to get yourself together, or you shouldn't let yourself be so sad. Pull it together, lady. Go Mm -hmm. be type A. Get it all done. (laughs) So you've got two issues going on here. You've got like this whole overlay from the mind, which is super judgmental. And then you have the actual real deep truth of how you're feeling. So with the work that I do, it starts to help people to get a sense of what is the mind and what is the actual true feeling that's happening. And if I can get the mind off my back being judgmental and really be with what's the truth and sit with the pain and sit with the grief and just let it be there instead of trying to run away from it or change it, actually kind of lean into it and be with it even more, it gives it space. It gives you space to feel what's really happening in you. And again, that creates a deeper, intimate relationship because you're being honest and real, and you're allowing these parts of you to be part of the whole. they are allowing them to have a place. And what comes from that then is actually a real compassion for self, not like okay, I need to be compassionate towards myself. I'm not being <laughs> compassionate towards myself. Oh my God, I'm a horrible person because I'm not being compassionate. Like the mind's just like, ah,
0: right? Yeah. But the
1: healing is like to go into like what's really going on. And so I think, but it's hard to do because again, our minds are so loud and so active and we, we felt like we should depend on them for everything for so long. So it's this process of teasing out like what's real and what's there to be acknowledged and felt and what's mm. like some like crap that we're laying on ourselves right some judgment
0: yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah I, I call her the judgy bitch so i'm like yeah don't you go there girlfriend <laughs> i love that <laughs> actually i don't do that i'm like oh i love you you're teaching me so much right now of how i used to be thank you for showing me that wow wow okay you know? Right. And let's
1: not give the mind like a totally bad rap because the mind is really important. I mean, it's really good at what it's good at. It's good at planning Mm -hmm. and thinking things through and, you know, getting a sense of things and, you know, measuring and compartmentalizing. So it's great. The problem is that it thinks it's in charge of everything and that it knows everything and it really doesn't. And Mm -hmm. that's the problem. And that's where we get really limited because if we're only listening to this, We're missing out on, like, all of this. And that's where plant medicine really comes in because it gives us this space to really expand into full potentiality, whereas the mind only knows that. So there's not full potentiality if we just depend on our mind. Yeah.
0: 100%. We do have a question, and I do want to share a quick story, Kat, before I get to your question. She does have a weight loss associated question, and I I had sent out an email to my list yesterday letting them know that I was going to talk about my 15 pounds that I've lost, and and I got another 15 to go, by the way, but I'm so happy because I used to coach people on weight loss, Jill. I used to help people run marathons. I've helped people lose thousands of pounds during my health and fitness career, and I would have never guessed that a side effect of me going on this inner journey of my my highest self, right, that I would lose weight. But when you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, um, I've cut way back on drinking. I I'm starting to exercise more, you know, because I completely completely abandoned myself, you know, in my health and fitness because of the all of the all of the stuff we've been talking about, right. And then I do have to share this one story, and it's maybe a little TMI. Um, but 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 it's important because um, it's it is part of the whole the whole truth. Um, so in February I met with Jill for one of one of our in-person sessions, and maybe you can even explain a little bit more about what those sound like or look like. Or you can go to her website also, guys. Um, go to jillvanmeter.com and you'll be able to watch an incredible, insightful. Video because my, my first few sessions, I, I've, I was, you know, obviously I've had layers of trauma and grief. So it kind of, we didn't have a lot of that somatic movement. We did have a lot of things other than a lot of, you know, feelings in my body and I felt emotions later. So it was all beautiful. But in February, I let out a loud wail, so loud, I think probably the neighbors were thinking they needed to call the police and I cried and I cried and I had a lot of physical movement. And then the next day, actually, maybe that night, I started having diarrhea, and I proceeded to have that for thirty days. <laughs> and so I'm not I'm not saying don't 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 do it because you don't want to have that because everyone's different, right, Joel? But 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 it was it was a trauma. I had digestive issues as a kid, and I was always ashamed of it. And I I know the the, the medical reasons and the health reasons and also the spiritual reasons why all of that was happening and so it was incredible i I actually lost like five or six pounds that month and then it stopped once i started listening to my intuition trusting my gut hello and speaking my truth more in my life it was like okay our job is done here you're good to go so um, cause I saw, I saw Kat's comments about it and I wanted to just clarify my, my weight loss wasn't the traditional model, but, um, I, I definitely know that working with you and doing all the things that I talked about has been a huge part of that. So I don't know if you want to speak to that, any of that before I, I have Kat's questions pop up here.
1: I want to do a disclaimer that not you're the only one who's had diarrhea for 30 days, so it's not medically uh, what we're looking for, but that was the body response that your body went through in a releasing of trauma for you. So
0: Yeah, I got Just
1: so everybody doesn't think they're going to get diarrhea when they work with me.
0: <laughs> as I like to say, I got the junk out of the trunk, uh, the scoop on the poop. I got a lot of old poop out, so that's all. I'm happy. I, I can tell you that. So... So, Kat's been through a lot, and she lost her husband. Um, I think it was 18 months ago. I can't remember. Gosh. And um, they're great friends of mine. I used to live by them in Phoenix. And so, will this work? So, somatic therapy help her on her weight gain because she's she was she was happy with her late husband, but she was very overweight. Then, of course, she's got a new boyfriend. She's happy with him again. So she had lost uh, a lot of weight um, unhealthily uh, because of, you know, her loss and her grief. Um, so I don't know if you're reading along with me. Is, there, is it because she's feeling guilty because she was never able to lose the weight and look sexy for her late husband? Um, the weight is more than unattractive. It is unhealthy. And then she says, um, and thank you, Cat, for being vulnerable and allowing to. To talk about this in front of everyone. Um, she lost the weight, unhealthy, uh, but she did get off blood pressure medications. So, so I don't know if you have any any thoughts about.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry, Kat. um That's a lot to go through, and there's a lot of different reasons. Like, I will, you know, I will share that I am a compulsive overeater. I've had issues with food my life, my whole life, and that's because. I learned that food could help me like almost like a drug to numb out to go into dissociation when my trauma would start to come up because I didn't know what to do with my trauma I didn't have the ability to hold it I didn't have the skills or tools to know what to do so I mean that can be one reason you know that there's that there's weight gain and it could be a trauma that you know maybe i mean we say the word trauma and sometimes i you know i have people say well i wasn't beaten as a kid so i don't really have trauma trauma is anything that that throws you into a state of you know anxiety panic so there could be a lot of little things that have built up over time that are in there and when you start to to feel you know the discomfort of those things come up you know, our whole culture, really, you know, think about how much overworking, over drinking, over drugging, um, social media, like distracting ourselves on our phones. These are all things that a lot of us are doing to not feel discomfort when it starts to come up. You know, and think about it, too. It may not even be your own personal trauma that you're carrying. It could be family trauma. You know, it could be ancestral trauma. I mean, we're all mm-hmm. carrying a lot of DNA and a lot of memory in our muscles. So so what I would say is that there's a possibility when people are are holding weight or using food, that there's something underneath that they're using the food to calm to kind of calm themselves, like taking a valium or a xanax. And so the way that this work can can work with that, is to really in a safe environment, in a safe way, go in and and let you start to feel whatever it is that's underneath so that you don't have to use the food or something else to numb out when you're starting to feel your feelings. There's other reasons too. It can be habit, You know, sometimes food is just habit. So I, I can't say specifically that it can work for each person for what they're going through, but if there is something under the surface there and food is a way to deal with the feelings, then this work can really help with that.
0: Yeah, and I will say too that you know uh, the ancestral trauma and releasing a lot of my masculinity that goes many, I don't know how many generations deep. I've always felt more like a tomboy. I've always, I, I've really been more masculine than feminine. And in this day and age, that gets promoted way too much right like never let them see you sweat in all of, all of the things so I think part of what I've learned through this process is to release it and you even have said before you don't always know what it is that you release. released and the good news is you don't have to know and that's what I found this so so refreshing because uh, a lot of times if you do psychotherapy and again I'm not not dissing on that okay I, I know not at every, all everything has its place right exactly but I, I know that in some ways it's nice to to just all of a sudden you're like like this week I've been feeling amazing and I'm not microdosing <laughs> like I it's just so cool to be like huh something shifted not sure what but I'm pretty darn happy about it so I think the the more we go within cat just speaking to you I think anything is possible with this kind of work for sure but yeah we can't we can't guarantee weight loss.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like, let's this work, let's go in and see what's under the surface, what's really going on, you know, somatically in the body, and see if there is something that's driving a need to to numb out, to overeat, to overdrink, what again, whatever it is for somebody. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely not dissing on regular therapy, talk therapy at all. It's super important. Lots of people get benefit. But we're talking about people who maybe they've tried these things and and they're still again having these behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to eat because I'm getting really anxious right now, and you know, or and they they still don't know kind of what is running the show underneath that. That's what the psychedelic somatic therapy is so good for, and the breath work that I also do.
0: Ooh, yeah, breath work. I, I... <laughs> I think it would be great to talk about breathwork because that kind of segues into your, your free gift and giveaway. And I just wanted to let you know um, you have the oh, most you. pleasant, loving voice. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> So what, what is, um, and I, I will say, breathwork also is a part of what Jill has offered me and introduced me to. And again, uh, oh my gosh, it's like, and, and you know, you could do work with her without medicine and breathwork is, is like without medicine, right? And so I've had some amazing feelings in my body, amazing emotional releases, amazing almost like uh, spiritual journeys just with breathwork. How does that happen?
1: Well, the breathwork is a, there's all kinds of breathwork. I mean, I taught yoga for years. I mean, there's tons of different styles. The particular breathwork that I do, I studied with David Elliott, who's a known name in breathwork circles. And it's a patterned breath. There's two inhales through the mouth and an exhale. And you do that for a certain period of time. It doesn't take you into, um, Hyperventilation. Sorry, I forgot the word for a minute, but it's similar. So what it's doing, it's actually creating like an altered state of consciousness just through the breath and getting the mind offline a little bit. And the breath brings you into the body. So as you're doing the breath work and we're playing music, which also kind of takes you on this journey, you're able to get out of the mind and really, again, start to let whatever's stuck or being held in the body just start to come up be experienced and released. So it's basically almost the same thing, but instead of using certain inhibitions to pressurize the system or the legal psychedelics, the breath work you're just using the breath for the same kind of experience to get what's under the surface underneath the mind. And it is so powerful. I did it the other night. And I mean, within five minutes, I was just sobbing and some some things that had gone on for me a few weeks before that had upset me, but I hadn't really let myself really feel how upsetting this certain situation was. It just came right up, and I cried, and I cried, and I felt how hurt I was. And then there was just kind of this peace after, So, and I feel a, a whole new relationship with the situation that happened and with myself about it. So, I would say, like, with all these things, so the breath work, I, I have a class that I teach online. So, you know, people come on, they turn off the camera, they turn off their mics, and they just follow this, you know, 50 minute breath work. And I do one on one sessions with people where we can really focus in on what might be going on with them and use the breath work to dive in. Um, so, uh, but so all of the things that I do are really ultimately to help people, and this is what I'm seeing with myself and with the people that I work with, to ultimately heal on these deeper levels Mm -hmm. and to get, like we said, more more connected and more intimate with, with our true self, and to feel comfortable in our skin, to feel settled, to really embody this experience that you're in. And that's what I hear from people is, I just feel more comfortable with myself, I just feel more settled in myself, and then that starts to translate to the relationships around us, because if we're coming from a different place, more settled within ourselves, our interactions with other people and our relationships are going to be different. So it's, again, really exciting. (laughs)
0: Well, you and I, you and I have talked about this. And again, guys, I want to make you know that I have so shifted thanks to all of this work. Um, you know, I, I fell into and, and I attracted it. I take responsibility. Um, I attracted a lot of masculine dominant energy type people. And again, I'm not talking men. Um, it was men and women who are all about the money, all about the go, go, go all about the hustle. And so last year when I really started this path, I was so dead inside, even making tons and tons of money. And I was like, whoa, I thought I'd be happy when, right? You hear people say that, oh, I'll be so happy when I get that new house, or I'll be so happy when I get that new car. I'll be so happy when I'm making X amount of dollars a month. And I'm that sales coach, right? So I'm actually helping people set these goals. And now I'm like, why can't you be happy now? Why can't you embody that which you seek and, you know, you deserve and you won't live in that place of fear and lack and scarcity? Because that's where I ended up as a result of just stuffing down my heart, stuffing down my intuition, stuffing down truly that feminine energy that's all about nurturing, about love, about peace, about joy, about fun, about creativity, about flow. And so now, you know, I'm, I'm more here, whereas before I was like, eh. <laughs> and so I share that with you guys to really ponder, you know, healthy and wealthy and wise, what does that mean for you? And in fact, Jill, I'd love to get when you hear that phrase, healthy and wealthy and wise, what does that mean, mean to you knowing all that you've been through and your journey and life and business and health?
1: Well, you know when you were talking what came up for me was um, anybody who knows uh, Danielle Laporte, um, the Desire Map, I really recommend that book. Um, I was a facilitator for that work for a while. and the whole concept, like you were saying is, I, I'll be happy when I have the money, I'll be happy when I have the car. And it's like when you really think about it, it's like what is it that you, what's, what is it about having that car or a certain amount of money? How is that going to make you feel? right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm going to feel successful, or I'm going to feel settled in my skin, or I'm going to feel competent, or I'm going to have joy. And so why can't we start to make choices right now Mm -hmm. that make us feel that way? So we, we don't have to go for the car way out like in two years or whenever we think we can afford it. How can I start to make every decision I make today makes me feel how I would feel if I got that car, So healthy, wealthy, and wise to me means what are the choices that I'm making, the conscious choices, because I'm not being run by unconscious trauma, what are the conscious choices that I get to make every day that make me feel healthy, that help me to feel wise, you know, to make me feel wealthy? And it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I need like a a check for $5,000 to feel wealthy right now. If I really sit in it and I think about wealth, I think of all the friends that I have and the relationship that I'm creating with my family that's new and improved and more loving and less judgmental, like, that's wealth also. So, yeah. like, we don't have to wait to feel happy and we don't have to wait to feel wealthy. We already have it right
0: now. hmm Yes. Act as if and it shall be so. Right. Is just and, and what that's what you've helped me is recognizing, you know, again, I, f- I felt like for the past 10 years, I've really been like reaching, you know, for everything outside. But really, truly, the pursuit of happiness lies within all the answers lie within. It's just it, it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> to no, go. This is
1: an easy word.
0: No. Um, it's not Kat easy, but it's question. the most
1: rewarding. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. I was going to say that this is kind of perfect. Um We have one last question and then we'll start wrapping up. So Kat in Phoenix asked if you teach or certify and she shared your information with her nephews. So do you want to no, answer that?
1: I, um, I don't teach any of this work. I just have um, trained in all of this. I've done, you know, I've been doing acupuncture almost 30 years. I've been trained in in the psychedelic somatic therapy, this, uh, for the training, I trained with a man named Saj Rosvi and, um, people can go on his website, which is psychedelicsomatic.org. Um, so I don't teach or certify and thank you for sharing the information. I mean, the breathwork class right now, my breathwork class on Wednesday nights is free. I'm going to be doing that through April, which is my birthday month. So anybody Woo-hoo! is welcome to join that class and that information is on my website. So yeah. And that's online. Awesome. And again, um, your camera and your mic are off so that, and there's points where we scream into a pillow and make sound and move energy and listen to music. And so it's very private. Thank you for that's your awesome. question, Kat.
0: Yeah. And go to JillVanMeter.com and watch the the psychedelic therapy um, somatic therapy video because that was very very telling and i realized oh my gosh this is why i need to do this it was it was very powerful so powerful i think they had like a vietnam vet as an example and you could just see like his body shaking and and if you don't close that loop on the trauma it stays there and that's what causes dis-ease in your body and then of course depression and all the things that i've started lifting and releasing. And then um, I did mention Cat. I don't know if you saw my message. I do have a mushroom shaman in Phoenix who helps with micro dosing and he's local to you. Um, so he's phenomenal. I can connect you with him and as well as um, come on out and join me for any of our uh, local events. You can always reach out to me for that. Um, so they'll get their free breath work. You guys can reach out to Jill. Um, is there is there any other last things for you that you want to share that you haven't shared yet?
1: I think I just want to share and let people know what I didn't know for a long, long, long time is that you really can heal and you really can feel whole in this life. That anybody who's willing to be with their feelings... And to be with whatever the body is holding, you can heal and you can feel comfortable in your skin. I didn't know that for a long time. And that's the message that I want to share with people is that there's possibility that now we're starting to see that the body really is where the wisdom and the information is. And I just want to share hope with people who are feeling maybe unhappy and uncomfortable with themselves or with their past.
0: So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much, uh, Jill. I just I can't thank you. I love you um, for oh, all I love that you. you have done for me and I know are doing for for so many. Um, so guys, again, if you saw value in this show today, please share it, tweet it, post it on LinkedIn posted on Facebook. Uh, I do want to acknowledge also, just for those of you who are curious, you know, my, my podcast is shifting and so is my my membership. I have a low-level membership that was primarily focused on lead generation and sales. Um, but starting April 1st, no fooling, um, I'm shifting it to life, lead generation, and sales mastery. So we're going to be adding in meditation. We are going to be adding in breath work. We are going to be adding in different tools um, with my magnetic mind certification to help you manifest and act as if, and not say, I'll be happy when. Um, I'm gonna help you change that language. Um, So we're gonna have about seven to 10 hours a month of all of it, life coaching, lead generation coaching, sales coaching, you might even see Jill there, I haven't even talked to her about this yet. Um, But just letting you guys know, we really want you to be a whole person. And yes, we want you to make more sales, Yes, we want you to generate better leads and attract those amazing dream clients. But if you're feeling like I felt a year ago and not loving yourself and not giving yourself compassion and maybe reframing some things that you might be saying, it it just isn't, life isn't as fun, okay? So that's what we want. We want to help you have fun this year, more joy, more success, whatever that is defined as for you. And I hope this show today gave you some, some things to, to chew on um, as you are considering, you know, your, you know, quarter two starting right around the corner and your rest of 2022. So um, you can go to LoisKofi.com forward slash membership. It's not fully updated yet, um, but you can check that out there. And again, as always, go to healthyandwealthyandwise.com and I apologize again for the, the Facebook snafu. Apparently Facebook doesn't like me this year. I haven't been able to be very successful. <laughs> So come back. Are you, are you triggered about that? <laughs> no, this is. This, Yay! I'm so glad you asked that because I <laughs> I would get so pissed. Um, last fall, I had a bunch of technology things happen: uh, email campaigns, snafus, and oof. Was I? And this was before working with you, by the way. Okay, this was like See, October. See, it works. <laughs> and so now so I'm now. like, oh. Oh, Facebook is not liking me today. Okay. All right. I guess I get to pivot. Don't know what that's about, but I guess we'll just go with it. Um, So 100%. um, Look how healthy she
1: is, how she deals with trauma in her life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because Facebook can traumatize you, right? It can. Exactly. It has. And it will. For sure. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Love all of you guys. Um, Tune in again. Most of my shows are usually on Fridays. Um, The next couple will be uh, changed and monologues. So just make sure you sign up on my email list at healthyandwealthyandwise.com to know who the next guests are in the month of April. Until then, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Thank you, Jill. Bye-bye for now. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lois. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this Please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at Lois at LoisKofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.